Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. We are back with another episode of Playing Around. As usual, it's me, Paige, and Pro Tour. Tori, <laughs> I got a problem. I have a problem. I, I thought this was going to be a really good day. So what's the problem? <laughs> the Bills lost. And you know how last week where oh. I was talking about how the Bills fans have accepted me and I'm one of their their own. Right. And um, so now that I have become a Bills fan and they lost, I have now jinxed them. So now I am the bad luck charm. No. They have turned on me. They have turned on me. No, you're not the bad luck charm. Also, what did they send you? So Bill's Mafia reached out, and they sent me a beanie that says Bill's Mafia and a really sick jacket. So I posted wearing the jacket yesterday, and before they played the game, they're like, yeah, let's go Bill's. Excited to have you. Yeah. After the game, they're like, <laughs> fuck you, you're a jinx, we hate you, like, go die. I'm like, one post with a jacket, and I'm already out. I'm already no, out. No, that is not true. That is not true. The fact that, like, first of all, we even have a team that took you with open arms. Like, we kind of owe you a, a lifetime of loyalty. So you just have to show them that, hey, like, win or lose, I'm still here. I know, that's what I thought. And I was like, they're the best fans in the entire world. And now, now they don't want me anymore, and I don't know how to feel about that. I'm very sad, okay. to be honest. But is this insecurities, or did somebody literally say, take off the jacket or something? No, they literally were like, fuck you, go die, take the jacket off. <laughs> Burn. Oh, we aren't being, like, overly dramatic. That really did no. happen. Oh. It really did happen. <laughs> Middle finger oh. was up. They were like, fuck off, you stupid bitch. Leave Bill's Mafia forever. We don't want you. So it, it's been it's been a rough night. So hello, Chiefs. I am now <laughs> a Chiefs fan. I am now a Chiefs fan. Right or die. <laughs> so does that mean if you're the bad luck charm, did you do you want the Bucks to win? I guess I'm gonna go for the Bucks then because Okay. I I am surprised that the Bucks beat the Packers. It okay, was well, an interesting game. I mean, yeah. the fact that Tom Brady is so good pisses me off right. so much. Right. I hate how good Tom Brady is. I think uh, Belichick hates him more for you than you. However, I'm supposed to phrase that sentence. <laughs> well, it's actually insane. So he has been a starting quarterback in the NFL for 20 years. And yeah. he's going to play in 50% of the Super Bowls since he has been in the league. And that is an insane stat when you think about it. 50% of the Super Bowls, he has been there. And you look back at 
dominant athletes in the past, like a Michael Jordan or a Tiger Woods, and you you must think Tiger Woods' winning, winning record was probably 80-90%, and it wasn't. It was like 13-20%, to 20%, which was incredible. And so you look at 50% for Tom Brady, and it is it's outrageous. It's incredible. It is outrageous. It's incredible. I hate it, though. I hate it. I, I don't I don't want to be a fan of Tom Brady, but at some point you just have to accept the fact that he's the GOAT and he literally picked right. a random team and was like, do you want to go to the Super Bowl this year? Cool. Okay, let's go. It's just hard to watch him because I, I really genuinely wanted the Packers to win. I mean, it's the same thing that happened last year against the 49ers and they just got out, like beat out. It, it's so hard for me because I'm not a big Tom Brady fan. Now, I can acknowledge that his talent surpasses all I will not take that away but it's so irritating to me that he has so much fun in football I'm like you can't love football that much and be that good like Aaron Rodgers I'm like I think you do love the sport but I think you love to win and Tom Brady's like I love the sport I love to win and I do win so he's just like that person like I feel like if it's maybe just the athlete in me where you just hate that person who just can do everything. Like, I'm like, he could yeah. probably play Mozart on the piano, too, and play catch with his sons at the same time. Like, he's just that person. So it's so irritating because you're like, I don't want you to win, but, like, you deserve to win. But I just don't want you to win. And after a long day of winning on the field, he goes home to his supermodel wife. And you're just like, can you just do one thing in your life and not be sufficient at it? But I will like, say, yeah. you got to give Tom Brady credit, but he wasn't the best last night. The Bucks' defense was incredible. They sacked Aaron five times and only gave up 67 yards. Oh, so those sacks You can talk so about painful. how great Tom Brady is, but it really came down to the Bucks' defense. And, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had no shot to even throw the, the ball. They kept getting to him way too quick. So, sad Poor to guy. see. <laughs> I also, wanted the Packers to win. I, I thought they yeah. were my Super Bowl pick, and now, now they're out. I also will say, though, I think I think the Packers – I truly believe the Packers played amazing. Like, they had some great positions themselves. Themselves – wow, okay. this is, Monday's hitting hard. Sorry, everyone listening. Um, but Coach Matt, he made a – he. I don't – some of his calls were not that great. I mean, it was for the poor, Packers. poor coaching, poor execution, and they did not deserve that game. They did not look good. Um, there was just really yeah. all around the Packers. I mean, yeah, but like, I know, I think, I think that you could see though, like the Packers were still there. I mean, they've, they've been playing amazing this whole time, but I, I genuinely believe like Matt got out coached Matt LaFleur. We're best friends. So I just call him by his first name. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I agree with that. Playing man defense instead of zone with eight seconds cost yeah. them the touchdown. And there are just so many things that they could have done differently, and I'm sure he's kicking himself now. But it was – again, you just got to give it to the Bucks, and they're going to be playing the Chiefs because the Bills and the Chiefs played, and the Bills didn't even show up. I mean, sad. It's sad to see. Sad to see. It's so poor, rough. Poor Bill fans. I mean, it, it was rough, but the Chiefs just looked – so good. Um, Holmes was back. I know it was a bit dicey there for a little bit. We didn't know what was going to happen after he had that very scary concussion in the previous game where he was he stood up. He was wobbly. He didn't know where he was. Uh, but he made a quick comeback. And, I mean, Mahomes is going to Mahomes. I mean, he's so good. He is so Mahomes good. Mahomes is going to Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. It's going to be a great Super Bowl. We're, we're happy to see it. I mean, at this time where it's, it's the point of time of everyone's been waiting for, again, sentences are hard, words are hard. What's your pick for the Super Bowl? Well, it's going to come down to the Chiefs offense against the Tampa Bay defense. So Tampa Bay defense will have to be as good or better against Mahomes. I mean, they have to be on point. And I think if Tampa Bay gets down early – their their history I don't think there's any coming back from that so they have to have a really quick good start and I think they will have a good shot at it but again you can never go against Tom Brady because he has so much experience being ahead being behind leading the team to victory so 
I if they do get down, there obviously is a chance for them to come back because you can never count Tom Brady out. But no, I never. just think with how good the Chiefs are and how good Mahomes is, if they just start going touchdown, touchdown, and the defense just isn't there for the Bucks, then it's going to be a easy win for the Chiefs. I just can't wait for Super Bowl Sunday. It's always the games where you're like, oh, you know, like Bucks have it in the bag or whatever. And then all of a sudden the last quarter, it's just all hell breaks loose. It's like, I just can't wait for this adrenaline rush. I can't wait. So do you watch the game for football, the commercials, or the food? Oh, I would, that's so funny that you say that because I was just going to ask you. I need to know what your Super Bowl food is. Um, I think, honestly, I mean, love the sport. Love the sport. But we get the sport for the past, you know, what, six months? Maybe less. But I love the commercials. The Budweiser commercials are always... Or the Doritos. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I will always cry during, like, a Budweiser commercial. They bring (laughs) the horse and the dogs out, and I'm a sucker for animals. But I'm excited. I I just love the whole experience of it, the halftime show and the food and the commercials. It's just – it's so much fun, and I wish we could make – more of a spectacle out of golf events like we do for the Super Bowl. So it's like you have only four majors a year. Why don't we turn it into something like that where you do sit down and maybe watch for the commercials or the halftime show? And I think that gets more people involved in football and they know football because of that reason. And then with golf, you just basically will watch for the golf tournament. So I think we could kind of take a little bit of that, put it into golf and do something with commercials or anything to get more eyes on the game. Before we go into more golf talk, I have to know though, what is your guilty, your guilty pleasure? I mean, Paige, I cannot speak. This is going to be rough. What is your guilty pleasure for, um, you know, Super Bowl snacks? I think you just have to go like hot dogs, burgers, chips and dip, Hot dogs. a good like buffalo chicken dip, those <laughs> like pretzel bites and cheese, literally anything you can do. But it's just that like hand like size, yeah. easy to eat food is like the best thing. And it has to be the grossest, yeah. carb filled, greasiest, cheesiest kind of anything that you can think of. This is not a day to eat some veggies. We are not doing that. We are eating the crappiest crap food that there possibly is, and we're going to enjoy it guilt-free. Amen. Amen, sister. Calories don't count. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Calories don't count. (laughs) we got to get into some golf. We had a very exciting weekend at the American Express. Siwoo Kim. So, Tori, you don't know this. So, at the Ryder Cup, Uh Siwoo Kim was playing... And Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed were doing a press conference after, and they were saying that the cheers for Siwoo would be Siwoo, shaking that ass, shaking that ass. And so anytime I see Siwoo, my mind automatically just plays that song in the back of my head every single time. Wait, Jordan Spieth? And and then who else created that? They were a little saucy after they won doing the conference, and they were talking about the best cheers of the week, and it belonged to Siwoo. So the European side. That's hilarious. Every time you'd make it, it'd be like, Siwoo, shame that ass. (laughs) So he did it. He did it again. He's back at it. He was um, 23 under par, shot a final round of eight under par. But we had Patrick Cantlay. He finished at 22 under, and he came – firing at 11 under that course is all about birdies going low and I mean everyone was just playing lights out it was sad to see (sighs) Max Homa friend of mine he seemed to struggle the final round I really thought he was going to win it but a big storyline of the week was Tony Finau he finished at 19 under he was tied for the lead going into the final round. And as you know, Tony seems to struggle under pressure and closing out tournaments. And he's a top 10 machine. He is always there, always playing well. And I think that's something you really need to focus on, that he is playing so well all the time that he has those opportunities and he's going to close out eventually. But I think this week compared to other weeks, I don't think he lost it. He just got outplayed. He still shot four under his final round. So he would have had to shoot nine under par to win which is it's insane when you think about that so 
I I feel really good about Tony this year. I honestly think he's going to close it out. He's going to get those wins again. He's one of the best players to only have one win. It's insane that he only has one win, but... How old is he? I mean, he's still pretty young, so he didn't even go to college or play in college. He just started playing... Wait, what? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's, um... He hits it a mile. He is one of the best swings that I've ever seen. I've seen him hit in person, and the sound that he creates is, like, life-changing, Tori. Life-changing. If you hear someone hit the golf ball the way it's supposed to be hit... There's that, and then there's Tony Finau hitting a golf ball. It sounds so pure, so buttery, and he just launches it for having such a short swing. You see it, and you're just like, that's, that is impossible. How does someone create that much power with that short of a swing and hit it that good? Uh, you're speechless. Yep. <laughs> you are speechless. <laughs> I was like trying to think of some kind of golf term and I literally my mind just went blank and I'm you know Tori we have some big golf news Tiger Woods another back surgery and he is out he is supposed to potentially come back for the 2021 Masters but it does not look promising it's just hard because like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm a huge Tiger fan. That's, like, the only thing that I really know. Him and, like, Jordan Spieth. Like, those are the only two that really stay in my head. But, like, when do you just kind of say, okay, like, fifth back surgery? Fifth. When do we just kind of – Well, I can't say it. <laughs> I, I guess if he was in a position – let's just take it back to 2019 or 2018 where he was trying to make his comeback. And let's say he didn't – do all that well and then he had this back surgery right after that I think he probably would be done but he knows he can still compete I mean he right won the that's 2019 true masters and he knows that it's still in there and I think that's probably the most frustrating part for him is that mentally he's there but physically his body isn't capable of moving in the way that he needs it to move which right. must be so unbelievably frustrating for him when you're still sharp mentally and he has that drive to compete and he wants to compete and he wants to win and he wants to break those records, but his body's just not letting him do. And I, I think that what from, especially when we watch the tiger doc, he has a drive. Yeah. It doesn't even compare to anyone else's. And so I think he's going to, he, if he has to hobble his way through it, he is going to win a couple more majors. Could you imagine being the doctor who has to perform this surgery? I think about that all the time where a doctor has to perform a surgery on someone and it's so vital to their career. Let's say you're a surgeon performing a hand surgery on another surgeon or yeah. maybe vocal cords with a singer or anything like that or plastic surgery on a model. I mean, it's their livelihood, their career, and one little twitch and... One They're wrong out. move, especially wrong with like move. a back, like a like paralyzed or are you coming back? Like obviously we have all trust and all, all those doctors have so much knowledge, but I just could not imagine the, that kind of a pressure with Tiger. I can't imagine, but I think he will be around for a while compared to Phil Mickelson. He made a couple comments at the top of the American Express. They did a celebrity challenge with Jake Owen, Landon Donovan, Paul Casey and Tony Finau and Phil Mickelson was like a captain. He kind of hosted the event. Of course he was. He he really shines in that environment. He does. He loves to talk. He loves to hear himself talk. He's really good at it, honestly. Like he's funny. He said some quips to Tony Finau that were laugh out loud funny and Phil is so good at that. (laughs) He said, if I don't um, start the season out well, then I probably will be done on the PGA Tour. And I see him maybe just playing some majors and champion tour events, but definitely moving more to the broadcast side of things. And oh, I wow. think it's needed. I really think it's needed. I We need to have Phil in the booth. He adds this funniness about the game. He is so great with his insight when it comes to golf knowledge he's not afraid to say anything I'm sure he's he's definitely have gotten trouble but I love that about him I love that he is so candid about his insight and what he's saying and I want him to be in the booth I need that golf needs it we want it so 
part of me selfishly is hoping that Phil doesn't play well, so we can have him in the booth. But at the same time, he's also great when he's playing. So either way, I think it's a win-win for the golf community. If he's playing well, awesome. If he's in the booth, even better. I agree. I mean, I've only seen him when he played with, oh my gosh, why am I drawing a link on his name? Charles Um, Barkley. Charles Barkley. Yeah, celebrity event. And I was thoroughly entertained. And even when he, like, made mistakes, he was, he made, it was just like, he has, he really would be amazing at that. And I don't watch golf at all, and I would love to listen to him. Ever since Johnny Miller exited the stage and retired and moved on, we've kind of needed someone to fill that role. And I think bringing Bones in, who is actually Phil's caddy uh, for a very long time, has done a really great job. Bones is one of the best to ever do it on on course. But we're missing that person like a Tony Romo, who is great, a little bit younger, a little funnier, kind of has experience. Charming. And I think... Phil, although he gives off kind of dad vibes with his jokes, he still can push the envelope and say things that are funny. And he gets social media, which I think Mm -hmm. is really important, too. He has a very strong social media presence. The content he creates is unique and hilarious. And I think he can bring that energy over to the booth, which is really going to help. Hey, they, they got one extra fan if he goes over there. His calves, you know, so I, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I'm not kidding. His calves are not normal. His they're calves so are great. Fit. So they're probably going to have to do a split screen footage yeah. of Phil's face and then Phil's calves because you can't hide the calves. You can't the hide the maker. calves. Yeah. Like, I'm only a fan if I get to look at his calves. <laughs> so we talked about Phil Mickelson just being amazing on social media. And with that being said, I have to talk about the European tour, absolutely crushing it with their content. They put out the best videos and the funniest videos. So they had (laughs) this new video and it's called Angry Golfers. So they brought in traditionally angry golfers who are known for getting upset on the golf course. You had Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton, Matt Wallace, Henrik Stenson, Ian Poulter, Eddie Pepperell. And it was a round table, almost like an AA meeting. And the acting in it was... That's hilarious. Amazing. It was so good, so funny. And I think what's so difficult when you are thinking of content ideas is to have the athletes be receptive to it. And Tommy Fleetwood is an actor pretending to be a golfer. He absolutely nailed it from start to finish. So good. All the guys seemed really into it and really to enjoy it. And it wasn't cheesy or silly or stupid. It was just honestly so funny and so relatable. And they carried it through the tournament as well so matt wallace got really mad at one point and in the video they said when you're angry you give a thumbs up and so matt wallace was about to just go ballistic (laughs) and he just sticks his thumb up and smiles and tyrell hadn't ended up winning the event but european tour has really done such a great job this is not their first video that has gone viral they do this honestly all the time and you have to give so much credit to them to keep continuing to have these really great ideas to have the golfers excited about it too and that makes me so excited because this is my field it's social media and they're doing something that is shareable content that everyone can relate to and I know it's you know people tend to be too corporate with the stuff that they're putting out where it's so overproduced and it's not realistic and it's not funny and I, I can tell that the the athletes participating are uncomfortable, but this was just really, really well done, and more people need to look to that European tour on how to do it right. That is so good. I actually want to, like, go watch that. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> honestly amazing, and as a fellow angry golfer myself, I related on a very deep level. Just thumbs up from here on out. I'm going to be like, <laughs> we good on the podcast? <laughs> During the podcast, it's just going to be me with a thumbs up constantly. <laughs> just the... the st- the, the smile, the pain, but the thumb's still up. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, Tori, I have a question for you. I know you don't like golf, but have you seen Caddyshack? Yes. It's a classic. I feel everyone knows about the movie Caddyshack. And we have a very special surprise for you guys today. We have Cindy Morgan joining us. You may know her better as Lacey Underall in the movie Caddyshack. So we're going to be interviewing her today, which I cannot wait for. So let's bring her in. Oh, 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count I am honored, honored to have Cindy Morgan joining us today. You guys probably better know her as Lacey Underall. You changed my life as a golfer. I have modeled my fashion off of outfits that I have seen you you wore in Caddyshack. So thank you so much for joining us today. You are a sweetheart for saying that. And, you know, we were just starting to talk about it. Um, Sorry, I'm sweating a little. I was chasing um, animals away from the computer. Um, you know, you not only got the, uh, the look right, the hair right, you also got the, how can I say, you got the, um, the attitude. Lacey had a particular attitude and it's really funny. This was my first job as a film. I was in radio and television for five years before this. I was, I did the weather really badly in Rockford and Milwaukee. (laughs) I did. Uh, I, I had. My, I did morning drive in Chicago when it was the second largest mu- uh, market in the in the world uh, because of the three hundred and sixty degree radius. It was on from the top of the tower, and and FCC licensed sound engineer. So I show up on the set of Caddyshack, and I've got this outfit on, and I'm looking around, thinking I'll get the best scripts, the best. <laughs> and what you saw on camera in the film is less than what was going on behind the camera. And suddenly I realized that the script meant nothing. And we, you just had to dig in there. And from my experience, I went, I was just going, okay, we're doing it again. <laughs> and, you, and you had that attitude that it was almost the audience point of view. And, that, and, and you just had it right. You just, you were perfect. Thank you. So I, for people who don't know, I recreated a picture 
the iconic picture of Lacey in her golf outfit wearing a, a Fila striped shirt. I found the shirt online. I said, I have to do this. And I analyzed the way you had your makeup done, the way you had really? your hair done, the way you Kinda were like this. I was in Florida, 30 miles from here. We were sweating. That's I wanted to about. do it justice because it's so iconic, especially in golf. And so it took a while to get it. So it means a lot to me that you loved it so much because that's I what I wanted it. to do. I, I, I think I either posted it or I sent it to my managers. I said, hey, take a look at this. You know, I, I, she's doing it right. And the Fila had just remade the shirt. I don't know if you knew that. They did it sort of because so many people liked it and they sent me some and they were really nice about it. And I said, now here's somebody who's really a golfer, who's really wearing it. And I, I said, take a look at this, this young lady. She's doing great, you know, and I, I loved it. I brought well, I, I appreciate that so much. But we, we got to talk about Caddyshack because oh, right. it's a it's all classic. True. <laughs> it's all true. You got to yeah. tell me, how was it the filming process? Did you guys know that it was going to be this massive hit when you were yeah. filming it? I need to hear like, all the behind the scenes no. gossip. Like, give it to me. <laughs> uh, well, first, of, we, we thought we were. Oh, OK, so when I got there, you know, as as an as a federal communications licensed sound engineer, everything is run by the clock. Everything is, you know, federally licensed. I mean, it's all very, very strict. And I get to the set and I'm like, okay, there's only two people who aren't high. That assistant director <laughs> and the boom girl. Everybody I'm like, dead. literally <laughs> is high on some level. And I'm like, okay, I get that. And the script meant, you know, nothing. It was yeah. kind of a guideline. So basically you would get up in the morning or come home from the party you were at and uh, roll through hair, makeup and wardrobe, get dressed and go outside. <laughs> you know, go out on the set. If you were in the scene, I was walking past the clubhouse one day. God, am I still all red in the face? I am a little bit just chasing cats. <laughs> um, I was walking past the clubhouse and Harold Ramos said, come over here. Uh, I want to show you something. And I said, what? And I'm looking, I'm way too far to hear, but I'm looking up at the clubhouse and there's Bill Murray and I'm looking, oh. what's he doing? And he's, he's swinging at the flowers. I said, and all I can think is, how are they going to reset that shot? They, he's wrecking the flowers. I couldn't hear him. I had, he completely improvised the scene. They just wow. planted some flowers one day and, and, and Harold went up to Bill and said, and you can hear Bill tell the story. He just said, you know, when you're running or, or when you're golfing and you can hear the announcer saying, okay, he's doing this, he's doing, and Bill is just doing it off the top of his head. That's how good he was. I love that. I have a question though. Is it true you went to Catholic school for 12 years? Yep. So had, what did no. your parents think when all of a sudden you were like, hey, so this is happening? Really <laughs> consult him ahead of time. The thing was, I had nothing to lose. That's why I got the job. I read yeah. the script and I went, this isn't me. You know, I didn't date until I, <laughs> I got to college and really didn't seriously date till I was like 21. So, Cindy! So I'm like, oh, well, it's like getting a job and saying, okay, you're Superman. Okay, I'm Superman. I'll never get this yeah. job. So I'm like going, yeah, that's no big deal. I can do this. So I walked in being the smartest dish jockey that I always was from Chicago. And they probably knew that I was at Chicago because the most, most of them were from Chicago. A lot of them were from Chicago. And I just went in and said all these smart alecky things because I had nothing to lose until the last day. Hey, I, come, I came in and I looked at the sign and sheet and I'm looking and I'm the only one reading for Lacey. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. They think I can do this. What do they think I'm gonna do? And I'm, you know, I walked outside and I went, and I went, okay, okay. Don't think about the lines. Just look at the guy. Hopefully it's a guy. Look at the guy you're reading with and make him sweat. And I think you know what I'm talking about. You just look him dead in the eye. <laughs> Ladies, do we know what I'm talking about? You just look him straight in the eye and go. And I, I just, and it was dead canny. You know, one of the writers, the one, the one everybody loved who didn't really make it long after Kedisha. And I looked at Doug and Doug started sweating. And I went, got the job. And I thought, okay, I got the job. And then I didn't have the job because it was promised to Sarah Holcomb, who played the Irish girl. Wow. She was dating Brian Doyle Murray, one of the writers. She was in Animal House, the girl who came home in the shopping cart. And she was promised the Lacey role. 
So for one whole week, I had Lacey. I didn't have Lacey. I had Lacey. I didn't have Lacey. And I, and then I did, I had one month to get golfing lessons, tennis lessons, <laughs> diving lessons. I can't swim. I'm legally blind. High dive lessons, uh, <laughs> like one month, one month. And, and you know, I went, Oh, and bodybuilding lessons, which I still to this day remember. And, and, and uh, I went, oh, all right. So that was my full-time job. And I could only pick up so many of those things. And voice yeah. lessons. What was the most challenging Holy. part? Because I know you had to do so many different things. But how was shooting the, the nude scenes? Was that difficult, yeah. too? Because I'm sure that was the first time you've ever had that to was... do that. I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. Well, the first thing we did was the high dive. I can't swim. I sure as hell can dive. <laughs> well, I can, I can stay afloat. I can get from here to there, but I'm not like a. But you have to look super sexy doing it, which is not yes. easy. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And and they had. I, I've got great photos. I mean, the behind the scene photos of my stunt double, and it's kind of on an angle, like you know, like those old scary movie things. And she's doing this, watching me on the high board because I can't wear my, those lenses in 1979 were hard plastic. And if I would have been wearing my contact lenses, a doctor would be taking them out. So I had to walk that board line back and forth so they could light me and then take the spring and into cement, as far as I knew, I couldn't see anything. They fished me out and what went on with the water ballet. The next thing they did was the so-called nude scene. Now, honey, let me tell you something. Ladies, if you make good friends with your wardrobe department, you don't ever have to be. <laughs> Tell us really? more. Uh, but they, there was a photographer the day before. Um, the producer who admits this, that there's a behind-the-scenes thing that they do. You might have seen it. The Biography Channel did it. Um, uh, and John Peters admits, you know, I sent the Playboy photographer down there. And I got nothing wrong with Playboy. When I was in Chicago, I made some part-time work. Playboy is just a legitimate modeling agency with all the others. And I, I did yes. some work with them. I still know one of their photographers, Dick Azui, who's a friend of mine on Facebook. But I didn't agree to do that for that day. And it was 1979. Now, this is sort of a historical thing. Women had just gotten the right to choose because the pill just got into mainstream just a few years before. So Lacey was a product of that time. And so they said, you're going to do this and that. And I said, I agreed to this. We sat down specifically and he, and I called my agent. I said, help me. And he said, honey, you're not a doe-eyed girl from the Midwest, handle it. So I did and came home and fired his ass. But I knew who belonged on the set because I was on television mm -hmm. set. I said, so here's what we're going to do. It was the older cameras. I said, that director of photography is running camera. The camera operator is going to be pulling the focus. I want to see that director. That those two guys until then I got all day. Take your time. <laughs> and you have I, to you have to do that though because I know I've been in shoots sometimes you know? where they're like you you're wearing this and it's like I am not wearing that and if you stand your ground and you right. say what you want then they're going to accommodate you but you, they, well, you have to you have to be strong about point, it and you got to know where the line is. I mean you yes. know I, I I'm very. Uh, flexible. I understand what the job is. I know the shot they need. I get it. Probably you too, because I've seen how much <laughs> I started watching. In fact, I saw you two guys together on some stuff. It was really, it was really cool. I like watching it. Um, you. Yeah, you, you got to know what's okay for you. And in the midst of all this, uh, you know, one of the actors is telling a story that he told the guys to take their shirts off and to make me comfortable. That's a big ass lie. That's the nicest way I can say it. I don't know why this is occurring to him. Age is, is probably hitting or what, whatever the reason. None of that happened. I didn't move until there were four people on that set. And had there been wow. guys with their shirts off, that shot never would have happened. I would have walked <laughs> and gone home. Well, good for you. But they took away my paid ads. They took away my billing. They, could, they made sure I, I'd never, I didn't work for two years until Jeez. Disney came calling. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad that you ended up getting a job after that, and you were just exiled I, out I of the industry a ton. You did a ton of stuff, but yeah. I have to ask because in in Kaishak, you worked with legends, absolute oh, legends. Legend. Who was your favorite person to work with, and your least favorite person to work with? Oh, uh, oh gosh, you know, all four guys were so what a lucky job. Could you imagine? 
you get just get dropped into this. So I, what my thing was, I stopped watching any of their work yes. so that I wouldn't get intimidated. <laughs> you know, I, didn't want to be. I just wanted to come in, look them right in the eye and say, let's go. Let's do yeah. our job. And, uh, oh, gosh, Bill, even though we didn't have any scenes together, God, he was like a big brother, you know. He's like, he's like, hey, you know, you know, don't party so much, you know. You're not like these guys, you know. That's kind of, he, he was really a sweetheart. And Chevy, you could see, you know, there were some scenes where we went head to head, but you can also see in the scene on on, on the porch where I say you want to tie me up with somebody. My comedy timing, timing, if there was any, was terrible. And you could see him feeding me the lines and helping me get my timing right. So each of the guys and Rodney, you know, they would break for lunch whenever the spirit moved them. I mean, you know, all of a sudden there'd be tables and lunch. And and, and I wish wow. there was a camera there that day because Rodney, it's just me and Rodney, we're eating whatever's there. And, and he's saying, just like just like you've seen him in TV. He's, go, he's going, am I okay? Am I okay? It's my first movie. Just like that. And, and, and sweating. Probably like I still am, not just. <laughs> and and, um, and uh, I said, Rodney, you're stealing it, and he did. He he was doing his nightclub act, and what was funny, but not to the actor, was Ted. Ted at first was my uncle, and he spoke just like you heard his voice. You know, Cindy. We went out to breakfast, and he said, "Well, it's going to be like this," and he's you know you know being very uncleish. By the end of the film, he was very angry. And all of it because he had a script, he had lines, and here's 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 Rodney steamrolling right through the scene, and, and they're kind of going, I got a script, you know what's going on. So um, my favorite, all all four of those guys, yeah, all four of those guys. I mean, ha, 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 it was the longest party I ever went to, and I remember thinking, <laughs> how many more weeks do I have? Because I, I want to live to see thirty, you know. <laughs> so it was a long, long, um, wonderful time. That's amazing. So, Cindy, what are you up to now? What I'm up to now is I get to do things. Well, we can't do what we were doing. I was going to golf tournaments. They don't bring me in for my game. I was going to bring it down. I forgot. I have a golf. I have actually have a golf trophy that I got at a tournament. <laughs> no way. But, oh, yes. Well, it was, it was for our foursome and they had to take I can I can I can putt. I can, well, you just pretend there's a windmill, you know, in front of the hole. You, no problem putting. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, chipping is good. I just can't get any air. They used a couple of my uh, hits, and yeah, I've got a golf choking. So I go to golf events, and uh, but for a while, we're not going to be doing that. So we're doing this. I'm I love to, it. <laughs> I'm, I'm back to where I was when I was the disc jockey or the weather. <laughs> That's amazing. Hope I do this well, better than I did the weather. You did amazing. I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. And for more information, go to cindymorgan.com. Check out more of what Cindy's up to. But again, thank you so much for joining us today. We had so much fun you. talking to you. Just let me know when it's coming up because I thought that was the best. It wasn't an imitation. You actually became Lacey. Oh, well, that seriously means so much to me. You have no idea. Okay. So again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And you're the best. <laughs> you're the best. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like... 
being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. such a fun interview that energy that she had was just infectious like dolly parton vibes where you're like i like you're you're younger than me you're younger than me somehow the fact that she saw the picture that i recreated and that she thought it was good i was speechless when she said that i was trying not to like lose my shit because you when you try to recreate someone's S, like, like literally like she said it's like her essence of Lacey you don't want to be insulting you don't want right. to do it in a like a bad way and so when she's totally. like that was cool that you did it and you got the attitude oh my gosh I lost it also I, I kind of wanted to ask you do you remember your first time ever watching Caddyshack I watched it a little earlier than I should have probably watched it. I remember that we had a, a DVD of it and we had a like a DVD player in our car and I put it in when I wasn't supposed to be putting it in and I watched the whole thing and I don't think my parents knew because I had my headphones on um but yeah I remember it and I think that is first, I was so young I didn't quite appreciate it or understand the humor but watching it back now I can watch it all the time always laugh it's a classic and it's it's a movie that not only golfers like but everyone likes it yes and that's what's so cool about it is they made a golf movie cool I it almost kind of made me sad though when she was talking about it because I was like we don't have a Bill Murray anymore like we don't have a Chevy Chase like those people even though it was when we were younger, they were really at the peak of their fame. Like, I could still watch one of their movies and just die laughing, like, appreciate so much that it's just, uh, like, almost kind of hurts your soul. Or the fact that she was so open about they were all high on set. I'm like, yes, like, that was Bill Murray, you know? He, uh, I just, it makes me want to go watch it three times back to back and just appreciate how all of that was improv. Well, that's what, the fact that she said everything was improvised. Seriously? I mean, like you're saying, we don't have anyone now that could probably do that. Like, you need to have people who are writing their scripts. And yes, you have to have comedic timing. But the fact that these, like, they're legends. Absolute legends who have, like, paved the way for future comedians. And they just knocked it out of the park. And to have it be completely improvised in those scenes be one takes of them just, you know, doing it is incredible. I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't. And also, they're just the guys where they weren't, like, in... They were Hollywood to the max, but uh-huh. they would dress like an Adam Sandler or whatever. So I'm just like, uh, like, I feel like I'm I'm a kid right now again. I think that's why I just feel so happy. <laughs> I mean, probably one of the most quotable movies of all time. Too. All time. Everyone still quotes it to this day. Does Josh is probably watch- crying. <laughs> yeah, he's not here. <laughs> I know. I, wasn't this one of his favorite sports picks? I think it was. Movie? He was like his number one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Big Bill Murray guy. Oops. Sorry, Josh. We love you. We love you. <laughs> oh. 
We don't usually cover the LPGA Tour much on this podcast, and I have said multiple times that I want to do better at that, be better, and we need to talk about the Diamond Resorts Tournament of Champions that happened this last week. Jessica Corda ended up winning in a playoff against Danielle Kang. Uh, Jessica also shot a 60. <laughs> That's 6-0 in the third round. And it is hasn't that, been shot. A number bad? like that hasn't been shot in forever. Okay, I just whispered, was that good or bad? But that's that's good. That's really good. Insanely good. Okay. The last person to do it was Paula Creamer in 2008. So 59, Annika has shot. And then that was, oh my gosh, a long, long time ago. And Jessica Corda shot a 60. 11 under par. Very, very good insanely good one thing that's really interesting about the diamond resorts tournament of champions is that they have celebrities and the lpga players in the tournament and so it's cool so like the first three rounds they'll play with different celebrities whether it's entertainment or sports or um in music and so they get a really great variety and most of the it's a competition for the celebrities as well so they're into it they're playing and a lot of the guys are really good like they're really solid players wait are they are they teamed up or are they all just playing against each other so they have it separated, so the LPGA players, and then they have the celebrity oh, okay, got it. leaderboard. So it is separate, but they play together. So the first round, they'll be paired with a celebrity, an LPGA player. And um, so it's cool they get to mix it up a little bit as well. Yeah, I like that. I wonder, because I always wonder if you could kind of, like, what if it was Justin Timberlake? I think I would easy slip, like, $1,000 being like, match him up with me. Thanks. <laughs> like, I wonder if they get any say in, like, who they get to play with. Yeah, I don't know, but we'll have to ask Ben Higgins, who competed in the Diamond Resorts Tournament Champions as one of the celebrities. If you are not familiar with Ben, he was a bachelor, and now he plays celebrity golf tournaments, and he has a podcast, Almost Famous, on iHeart, so definitely go check that out as well. But I'm excited to talk to Ben, because I've never played in the event before. (laughs) One, because I wasn't good enough as an LPGA pro, and two, I'm not a well-known celebrity, so... (laughs) Never get the invite. But how how is that event? Is it compared to other celebrity events? It seems like it's a, a lot of pressure because you have to keep your score. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I have a feeling that you'll be invited at some point. Um, you should <laughs> definitely come when you do. It's an incredible event. Uh, one, because you get to play alongside the LPGA professionals, which is wild how good they are. Like, you know, <laughs> like they are so freaking good. Um, two... Uh, because the whole like thing is set up for charity. And so everything gives back, which is just like a really cool way to spend your week is always investing into these little events that are giving back in some way. And then I get to play golf and have my dad caddy for me and my fiance and mom walk the, the ropes and cheer me on. It's a lot of pressure Paige, I missed, um, (laughs) I, I shot a 76 on Wednesday or on a Saturday. And I think I missed four, four footers that day. (laughs) Um, because I mean, you know, you're a lot better golfer than me, but if you never play in competition and you're standing over a four foot putt that has a little like right to left break, it is so easy to push it. And I was pushing everything. It's intimidating. Um, my hands are shaking. In fact, it's funny. Um, so I, I think it was Joe Carter. Uh, yeah. Joe Carter, who was a, a former, um, MLB player. He won the world series. Um, he was telling me that on a he had an eagle putt uh, to win a skins one day, and he said he was more nervous over that putt than he remembers being at the World Series. <laughs> it, it's crazy because I mean you're out of your element. One, yeah. one thing, and golf too is just so difficult. I mean, even I get nervous on the first tee. I'm like, don't, especially if there's spectators there. I'm like, don't hit the spectators. <laughs> don't snap hooky. I played in a couple of yeah. events, but so how do they? Who did you play with during the event with LPGA players? And do you guys play from the same tees? Mm-hmm. We play from the same tees. It's really cool. Annika Sorenstam played in the celebrity division this year, uh, which is really fun to see. Um, and uh, so I got to play uh, my first day. I played with um, Madeline, Madeline Sagstrom uh, and Joe Carter. And then the next day I played uh, with MJ Hoon. Uh, she's an incredible golfer. She actually won uh, my home state's event. And Maurice Allen, who was a long drive uh, yeah. champion at one point. 
Um, he's a good golfer now too. He's really improved his game. The first day I played with two amateurs and the last day I played with two amateurs, but the first day I played with two amateurs, they're both, uh, women. And one of them, Catherine Schaefer was 14 years old and she was playing in this event. Uh, Crazy. and she, to qualify for this event, she had to go out and shoot a 72 on Wednesday qualifying to get in. Um, so I mean, I don't know, no matter who you are, it doesn't feel good to be outplayed by a 14 year old but I got outplayed by a 14 year old. I mean, I have to ask about that because I, I've definitely, even when I go to just public golf courses, guys get very intimidated when it comes to playing with women, especially from the same tees. Do you have to take your ego out of it when you're playing with these LPGA stars? Cause they are incredible. I mean, we, we were talking about Jessica Corda shooting a 60, but mm-hmm. you're, you're on the same tee with these girls and they're just destroying you. How do you kind of just take that in stride? <laughs> That's an understatement. Uh, like, <laughs> destroying me is a whole different thing. Uh, I don't know. Not, my mom's a really good golfer. I kind of grew up – my mom's a good athlete. And so uh, I I guess the ego part doesn't hurt. Like, somebody asked me um, on the first tee one day, like, how's it going to feel to be outdriven by a girl today? I said, well, like, that's great. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't – that doesn't feel like something I should be shocked by. Um, however, the thing that, like, is ego humiliating – it just like it would be with anybody is going out and getting beat by 20 strokes to somebody <laughs> playing from the same tees as you like that part hurts like no matter who <laughs> you are to see Jessica Corda go out and shoot a 60 and me have to scramble for a 76 um and I shot an 80 and I got the hooks one day shot an 83 <laughs> like um that hurts uh and but I, this year I found out like it was really good because I started out like double, 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 uh, one day, uh, which is not fun. And I'm better, I'm better than that. But I did, I got cut, caught in the trees, couldn't get out, couldn't putt. Um, and I had to get my mind right. Like that was the part that was really yeah. impressive for me this year is I scrambled for then seven straight pars. And that was big for me. Cause usually I can't do that. Uh, I had to like, I was walking up down the fairways being like, stay in it stay in it like get your mind right like next shot next shot and I, and I did that and I'm proud of myself for that but I didn't play as well as I wanted and I yes I got smoked like <laughs> do you even have time to practice your game you have a very successful podcast almost famous and a book like how do you take time to practice to get ready for these events well and I also live in Denver and so usually like in the evenings <laughs> yeah. at like five o'clock I've got hit balls I haven't been able to do that um so I got to. I went down uh, and played a practice round in Florida a month ago, and I haven't played since then, uh, which is tough to go a month without playing and then trying to step out for four days and put four rounds together. I would want to play. I want to play more, and I'm doing what I can to do that. It's the only thing I can do now where my body doesn't hate me afterwards. Like I can't play basketball anymore. I can't play football. Golf's it, and so I'm committing to trying to get better at this sport. Um, you know, I, it's it is a way though to kind of get a release, like. When anything else is going on in life, you can hit the golf course and walk even nine holes or go out and hit balls and just let your mind go. And like, for me, it's something I enjoy, but I don't get to practice as much as I'd like to. This year, I but here's something cool. This year, I I got better by 20 strokes after four days. Next year, I'm going to get better at 20 more strokes. If I get better at tw- with 20 more strokes by next year, which I think I can do, I don't have to be shooting in the 80s. I shouldn't be shooting in the 80s. Then... I think I'll be like top 10. And then the next year, Marty Fish better watch out. His 66s are going to be chased. <laughs> well, Ben, I grew up in Colorado. I'm actually moving back there. So I will give you lessons and we Please. can make this a group project because I, I want to see you at the top of the leaderboard next year at the Diamond Resorts Tournament. Thank you, Paige. That would be super nice. I would love to take lessons. I've, I've actually got to play in a, in a same the same event as you a few years ago. And I saw you uh, crush me. Um, so maybe I'm just used to just getting smoked. Uh, maybe that's it. Ben, before you go, I have one question to ask because he's engaged. Yeah. Does Jess get annoyed about how much you golf or do you guys have some kind of compromising system where like, if you golf, then I get to do this. How do you guys make that work? No, uh, it's the coolest thing. She has like, we have, well, we have one rule where we don't have a scoreboard. So there's no like, I do this, you do this kind of thing. There's never that kind of talk. Um, she just loves me to do things I love. Like, it's not, it's, I'm not kidding. She just consistently, if I say I want to go golf, she just says, yes, that sounds great. She loves to read. Uh, she loves to do her own thing too. 
Um, we're together a lot. And so, you know, a few hours spent separate is fine. We don't have kids. So that changes things a little bit. Um, but it was important for me to find a partner that really wanted me to like do things I loved and I want her to do things she loves and we'll do them together at times. Um, and so, no, I never feel bad about it. Every single listener was like, and does he have a, does she have a sister? Cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not normal. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ben, I want to thank you so much for joining us and where can the listeners find you if they want to keep up with your yeah. golf progress. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you, Paige, for having me on. Um, so benhigginsbook.com right now you can pre-order the book, which is a huge help to me. It really kind of helps set up the launch day for success. Uh, other than that, you can listen to Almost Famous Podcasts. You can go and buy coffee at generouscoffee.com. That's a big deal um, for me personally. Uh, but yeah, thanks for talking about the book. It's a big deal and it's launch week. So this is a big, big week full of a lot of, a lot of really good things. Well, awesome. you heard him, guys. Go get the book. Go check it out. I'm going to check it out. And thank you again so much for joining us today. Thanks, Paige. Glorious time for everyone's favorite segment, DNA. Remember when we, rev, whoa, can we just throw it back for a second when we had to suffer through the TNA song for like five episodes? It's T. N-A. T. <laughs> honestly like why am i kind of blushing like why was i so confident just being like whatever you want Paige, we'll sing you in God. i i'm putting it on record that i was not a fan for tna song and i did not <laughs> i'm gonna set a point bet <laughs> yeah points bet i'm gonna set one for 2000 that i will never sing that again <laughs> all right this odds question. are in your favor yeah. <laughs> everyone's gonna want to get on on that one then Oh, okay. What has been the best part of doing this podcast? What has been the most challenging part? And what has been something that has surprised you the most about the podcast? I think the best part about this podcast is having Tori now as like a lifelong friend. We went into this not knowing each other at all. No. And even the first couple episodes, we didn't even talk all that much. No. And just through texting and similar situations and life experience, we've really bonded. And <laughs> I now seriously have a lifelong friend because of it. And I would say that is by far the best thing that has happened in this podcast. Gosh, I agree. You know what's funny that I have not talked about yet? I thought, you guys, I thought Paige did not like me at first, which maybe you didn't. I don't know because you, girls are a little wearisome to you. So maybe you didn't. And the confession's out if you want to speak. But I literally was like, okay, I'm just going to uh, put my put my headphones on and you guys do your thing. And I'm not going to make eye contact with Paige. No, I really liked you. I think when <laughs> I get nervous, I get very introverted and quiet. And I have this like this face where it's just a resting bitch face all the time. And so yeah. when I get really nervous, I just don't talk to anyone. I just do my thing. And so at the very beginning of this podcast, and I think this goes back to the question of what surprised me the most, was how difficult it really is and how prepared you need to be going into this. Yeah. I really had no experience i had no idea what it was like and even with the group that you know i work with there was really no preparation for it either in the first couple episodes it was like okay we're recording go and i didn't know the format i didn't know how to do anything i still clearly don't know how to close an episode but it's been really hard <laughs> to learn how to interview people how to transition all of the behind the scenes stuff that you guys don't see that makes the episode yeah. sound so great that's what was so difficult and also working with people who have worked with the best of the best and so it was really intimidating coming into this experience not knowing anything and what to do i would say the most challenging part of the podcast has been to figure out what works and what doesn't work i think we've tried some things that mm -hmm. were hits a lot of things that were misses finding what is the right chemistry, what's not the right chemistry. And for myself too, is not being too hard on myself. I am a perfectionist. And when it comes to my content, I'm very particular about how I want it to be set up and presented. And I'm Definitely. used to that when it comes to YouTube and Instagram it's a formula and I figured that out, but with podcasting, it's a completely different animal. And so I didn't know what I was doing. I had to learn on the fly. I had to be flexible. I had to be understanding. I had to really change the way 
I work and working with others as well. Everything that I've done before has been only on my own. I've come up with my own ideas. I've shot my own content. We edited the own content. Everything has been right myself. And so to, you know, have other voices and opinions and, and listen to people who know better than I know, it was hard at first. And I was like, I know better. I know how to do this and I know how to do that. And so that was, I think the most challenging thing is just being humble, sitting back, listening to people who know better and could help me through this instead of thinking that like, I know best and I know what works. And I think what we have built has been very surprising and nothing that any of us expected. I mean, to have a female lead sports podcast and for to then to have it be as successful as it is within we're not even at a year yet. We're coming up on a year is really, really incredible. And I could not have done this without the team that I have and people being patient with me on this journey. And so it's it's been interesting. And also the followers, having the followers listen to the podcast through the good and the bad episodes. It's, it's not like we think we're putting out, you know, magic every single time. There's definitely times where I finished an episode and I was just in tears because I knew it wasn't good and I didn't do my best. And so thanks to you guys for sticking through the good and the bad and listening and enjoying what we do. I think that, you know, it, it means a lot to me. And I have enjoyed it. It's been fun. I have a lifelong friend with Tori now. And so a lot of good has come out of this. And the bad has just made me, uh, I think, stronger. We'll say that. (laughs) That being said, I just want to thank you guys for listening to today's podcast and always supporting. You guys can send us any questions or future TNAs at par at iheartradio.com or on our Instagram account, which is playing around. And again, we will you'll listen to us next week. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 